recording yeah it's recording good morning good day good afternoon and good evening everyone and happy new year it is now 2021 for those who aren't too familiar with who i am my name is kim and this is my podcast akite please and for those who do know who i am and thank you for listening um whether i asked you forced you or you just decided to stumble across my podcast on your own. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. So before I continue with episode one, uh, I will give a little bit of a PSA disclaimer that this podcast will have profanity. I will be swearing quite a bit. That is how I speak. I am not proud, nor am I ashamed of it. It is just the fact of life. Sorry. Uh, as well as we will be talking about sex, uh, the functions of sex and what comes afterwards and before it so don't be surprised if I talk about uh, things that are in the bedroom out of the bedroom Uh, and if that's not your cup of tea feel free to just move on or switch off all right so on to episode one seeing as it's day one of 2021 I thought it'd be a great idea to talk about all my first dates uh, in my early 20s there will be some background noise uh, going on just because it is past midnight and it is officially 2021 now so my neighbors are still be excited um, apparently it's just groundbreaking that it's the first of January for them so it's a big deal for them I'll give them that I'll let them have that I won't scream off my balcony just because it's New Year's Day um, so first date started in 2011 and this one was my attempt at finding or dating but then looking from the friend perspective so rather than just aggressively going i want to date i thought i'd take the let's meet up as friends options so the first guy i met up uh, i just remember he lived quite local we met up in newtown and he was the he he started off quite normal but then he turned out to be a bit of a creep and when I say creep I don't saying it just because you know he gave me creepy vibes he he was actually a creep so we were walking up and down King Street in Newtown back then and there was one point where we walked on the side oh there you go there was one point we were walking on one of the side streets and that side street leads to the alleyway that's parallel to King Street behind um, what now is Clem's, near Rising Sun, the noodle shop, the ramen shop, sorry, and Chemist Warehouse. So it's behind that alleyway. And he he proposed, he said, how about we walk here? And it was nighttime, it was quiet, and it was dark, and I said, no. He goes, oh, but I really want to walk, like, here. And I looked at him, I was like, no, like we're going on the main street. So we ended up walking along the main street, which is King Street, because I said so. And, and he started making comments about just some of the girls who are on the street, but not in a way to like try and make me jealous or anything. It was more he would look at a girl and say, Why is she wearing that? She shouldn't be wearing that. Like, she doesn't look good. Why is she wearing that? And I looked at him and I said, why do you care like why is it 
any of your business. It doesn't matter what she's wearing. And then he would look at another girl and say, look at the way she's dressed. Like, why would you wear that? And then he started nitpicking at more people. And that's when it hit me. And I thought, this guy's, I don't think he's right in the head. Um, socially, not everything else. I can't speak for that. So I thought, how do I, <laughs> this guy could be a creep. How could I out creep him essentially? So I thought, I know, let's sit down. So we sat down in front of, it used to be a bank. Uh, now it's just got a cafe and I think Suncorp or something's in there. We sat outside that windowsill where it was like bricks and stones. And then I said, let's just sit here. He goes, okay. Sat there for about 20 minutes and he said, do you want to go somewhere now or do you want to walk? And I said, no, let's just sit here. So we sat there for two hours, sat in Newtown on King Street for two hours in silence. And this was my method of deterring creeps or people who are potentially going to be stalkers afterwards. I would out creep creepers. So I was just kind of like, yeah, this will work. And after two hours, I thought, okay, that's, that's enough. That's enough. So I went home and then he asked me, if I wanted to come back to his place and then he could drive me home, which was in the opposite direction because I was, um, I guess, south of Newtown and he was more north-ish or west of Newtown. So I thought, no, 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 like you go home. Don't worry about me. Oh, no, no, come back to my place and then I'll drop you off. And I was like, no. So that was it. I got on my bus thought the two hour thing was enough and you know what it was he never contacted me again I actually think he blocked me and happy days so that was the first guy or first guy that was I met up with as a friend um which I was hoping would go in the direction of dating that was my approach at the time later on in life I think a year or two later I signed on to plenty of fish app for those who aren't aware it's a free dating application or dating website where you can message anyone it's I think it's global like it's across the whole world it's not just a Australian New South Wales thing and the biggest thing about this is it's free messaging and because it's free messaging people just go for it uh, so you meet lots of people and all sorts of characters. Sometimes you just get people commenting on your account just to abuse you. I had one guy send me um, a chapter from Revelations in the Bible, which is Revelations is pretty much about like the apocalypse and the end of the world. So that he's photo like a mugshot. So that was pretty intense. So met a uh, second date off of Plenty of Fish. He was a very enthusiastic boxer he loved boxing that was all he spoke about and I, I took it on board as someone who had a very strong hobby passion something he really loved so that's nice when you have someone who's quite focused don't forget at the time I'm quite young I'm very naive and talked for like I think a week we talked about a week and then eventually he asked me out on a date so I said okay so go on a date and uh, we went to Bondi and the plan was to have dinner, 
two hours for dinner and then we had a movie booked or we planned to watch a movie afterwards 21 jump street at the time had dinner and it was along bondi beach i can't remember what restaurant it was i just remember i had he had nachos and i had i don't remember what i had uh that's not a point anyway so we were talking for so long that we it, we actually missed the movie so we talked for three almost three and a half hours which when you look at the side of dating it's a good thing that you lose track of time and you enjoy talking to them thinking back now i have absolutely no idea what the hell we were talking about because i just remember that he liked boxing and punching noses and breaking noses and i can also hear my dog snoring <laughs> so uh i remember we spoke a bit about family a bit about work but predominantly it was about breaking noses uh or it would keep on returning to that eventually the restaurant ended up kicking us out like you know we're closing get out and we continued to the beach and just walked up and down chatting and there was only so many times we can go up and down the the walk path on the beach so we just stood at one point and talked the railing and there was no no touching no hand holding no shoulder like hand on shoulder no no t contact at all so i thought maybe this guy isn't really into it because he's not really showing me any signs of he wants to get closer this is just me observing as a you know i've never been on a date before and there was one point where i said something and he went in for like a hug but a really awkward side hug like your stepdad is proud of you but really awkward about it because they need to set they, they don't know their boundaries with you yet and that lasted probably like a second and a half and then he retreated back to his spot and i thought oh what the fuck was that like was that good or bad <laughs> So, so after that you know talked a bit more and eventually it got to midnight it was autumn so it was quite chilly at night near the beach and just kind of like all right time o'clock off you know it's midnight let's go home so he dropped me off at home i remember the route he took he took me through the back uh back way of newtown alexandria cleveland street and took me home all good it was very platonic feeling it was i wasn't feeling all that he didn't seem like he was feeling all that so i kind of left it that night when i slept i woke up hear how your body wakes you up in the middle of the night for no reason woke up at 3 or 4 a.m picked up my phone to check the time and i had received a message from him this was a two two long paragraphs just pretty much him telling me why he thinks I am the one and he can't believe that he's found the one with me in me and I thought and I, I was lying in bed just looked at my phone and I was gobsmacked I I had never felt so awkward looking at my phone so I did the most logical thing at the time I locked my phone put it face down, turned around and went back to sleep. Just out of sight, out of mind. Next morning when I woke up, 
I just decided I'm not going to acknowledge it because apparently that's the most mature thing to do in my in my um, point of view and later on in the day he messaged me he's like you know how's your day so continue the conversation yeah good how's your day etc etc doesn't mention the text nothing like apparently we're we're not talking about it so I didn't talk about it because he didn't talk about it uh, and eventually he asked you know when's your next day off and I said Anzac Day and he's like oh well if I have the day off like can I see you I said sure but I have already agreed to go to the Anzac Day parade with one of my or two of my friends let's call them M and A and he said oh I'll come with you I'll come with you and I was like okay cool you can meet my friend that's that's kind of nice I guess so come Anzac Day I he picks me up from my house again we drive to the station and take the train up to the city and meet up with M and A he's a bit awkward with them he doesn't really he says hello but doesn't really engage or talk to them which is fine you know it's not I don't really care at this point because I wasn't really into him and we watched the parade uh, got to the point where all the army men um, air force men seamen <laughs> uh, you know finish from the parade and then start going around the city getting just plastered and drunk and stuff and where do we go we went to we went to Circular Quay, had lunch there at the restaurant where they have menus that look like newspapers. And he picked up the bill and paid for all of us. So my friends were, came back to me and said, hey, he paid for the bill. That's not okay. So it became a tug of war where I had to ask him to let them pay him back. And he was refusing because he had to be like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. Oh, he was also Russian, so I'm like, no, 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 I got, it, I got. It. I'm like, no, 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 like they need to pay you back because you don't need to pay for them and you don't need to pay for me. That's we can pay for ourselves. Like they are really uncomfortable with you paying for them. It was, you know, it became a a battle of throwing twenty dollar notes at each other. That was exactly what was happening at Circular Key. They were throwing twenty dollars at each other, trying to get rid of their notes. And then it ended up where my friends were annoyed because they were not able to pay him back. We afterwards we went through our rounds to bar, bar three three three, or but it's bar three 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 or whatever it is on George Street. And then we went to Star Bar. At bar three three, I sat down with A, and I told her then and there. I just sank into the seat, and said. And I have never seen someone smile so hard in my life. It looked like the Cheshire Cat. And A, if you are listening, I know you're probably laughing right now because you remember exactly what was happening. And it was just so awkward for me. And I hated every moment of this day. Uh, and we continued at Bar 333 watching M play pool with the guy and it was a bit awkward because M had a low cut top and she was 
bending over a lot, uh, didn't have a bra on, and had a mini skirt on too, kind of just kind of uh, danced around the table, was lying on the pool table, and you know, flicking your long hair around, it, it, it was a bit of a sight, but bless the guy, was not interested, didn't, didn't even once look at her, you know, I respect him so much for this, apparently I was the one, I'm so sorry to him, uh, afterwards we went to Starbucks, kept, they kept on drinking, me and uh, A don't drink, so the two of them kept on drinking, and eventually we went to have dinner at Mizuya, which is that Japanese karaoke restaurant, which I don't think exists anymore. Uh, after dinner, we went to watch the movie, which was continuing our date from Saturday. 21 Jump Street fell asleep throughout the whole movie. Just was super knackered from work and I was not feeling it and just fell asleep. M left halfway or some, some way through the movie. I wasn't too sure because I was sleeping. And then it was just me, A, and the Russian guy. Eventually, when it was time to go home, uh, A went her way, and the Russian guy and I took the train home to where the car was. And on the train ride home, he just looked super stressed. And I thought, what's up? Like, what's wrong with you? He goes, oh, I'm just really stressed because... You know, I've been drinking a lot and blah, 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 and RBT and blah, blah, And I said, are you still okay to drive? He goes, yeah, I'm okay to drive, but it's just RBT, you know, like I, I'm not supposed to have any alcohol in my system. I said, well, aren't you on your full license? Because I didn't recall P plates on your car, so you must be in your, full, in your fools. And he said, no, I'm on my L's. I'm sorry? I'm on my L's, my learners. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. So he pulls out his wallet and shows me his learner's license with the green frame on the top. And I was just kind of like, shit. What has happened? Like how, I felt so irresponsible. I never thought that I would have to really question if someone <laughs> not just says who they are personality wise but also if they are driving if they're really on their license or if they are driving legally or just just little things that never thought I actually had to think about it. but now now I meet them there <laughs> learning <laughs> so he was really stressed and, I, and then he was like, okay, like I need someone to pick me up. And I said, okay, well call like one of your friends or something, you know, you, you can just leave your car at my place and then they can pick you up and you can pick up your car the next day, whatever. And he goes, my phone's dead. I was like, shit. You don't have a battery pack? No. Well, we had the same model of iPhone. So there was no excuse for me to say, I don't have a charger. So I exhausted all my options. You know, do you know your phone number? Do you know their phone numbers? Do you want to log into your Facebook? I don't know my password. Shit. Okay. Well, fuck. Now I gotta let you borrow my charger. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. Strategically plan this. So we got into the car after we got off at the train stop and 
I also thought, at the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, I gotta tell this guy, I don't like him, this isn't going anywhere. But, I can't tell him when he's driving, because I don't know if he's going to run us into a pole, or get angry, or get weird. He's in the car, he's driving, I don't know what he's capable of. So I thought, just assume the worst, just always assume the worst to protect yourself. This is my really psycho defense mechanism like it's just so warped it does not make any sense so i thought okay i'll tell him when i'm safe in my home and he's outside so he can't get me so i get to my house and i beeline for my room get the charger take it to the kitchen plug it in i'm like here you go charge your phone and he just looks at me and i looked at the charger and go, here you go it's on the kitchen table, there you go. So I was like, okay, so he plugged in his phone. His phone was so flat and dead that it took five minutes to charge before the phone, the device switched on, which means we stood in the kitchen for five minutes in silence, staring at the phone on the table, waiting for it to come back on. I don't know if you've ever stood in silence for five minutes with someone who you didn't want to be with. It's a long time. It was awful. Uh, he got the phone on and called, I think, a f one friend, two friends, and they were no luck. No, they couldn't pick him up. They couldn't help. So I said, well, you can't stay here because I have work tomorrow. Real smooth, so smooth. And he said, oh, that's okay. He was kind of like puffed up his chest and said, that's okay. I'll just drink a lot of water and then drive home. He lived about 22 kilometers away from me. So there was bound to be RBT on a public holiday because it was Anzac Day, checking for alcohol. So I said, okay, good luck. Bye. So out he went, he left, shut the door. Thank fuck it was done. Still haven't told him that I'm not interested. I didn't want to be the person to do it over text, but I was the person who did it over text. The next day he messaged me after work and said, How was your day? And that was when I just said yeah, it was good, but um, I don't think I want to see you. I don't want. To, oh well, so I don't want to date you anymore. Um, I don't see anything happening between us, but we can still be friends. I never heard a response. He. I just assumed that he hated me. Because I was that person who said, but we can be friends over text. At the end of the day, he was a nice guy. But the, the how quick he was able to admit, you're the one for me. Which kind of makes me kind of vomit my mouth. Because it's just, it's so corny. Like, Ugh. like nah, uh, nah. So like you're the one for me, like you're you're the only one, that's it. Like I think I checked his profile his dating profile after he sent me that message. And he had also cleared out his profile, deleted all the pictures, cleared his bio and description and replaced it with I don't know how to delete this 
uh, profile off the application. Uh, I found the one off off of here. Thank you, plenty of fish. I found the one. I don't need this account anymore. Please delete it. And I was just like, Ugh, what the, Ugh, buddy? No, like, what makes you think that that stepfather hug was a symbol of like a proposal or like you know like that's it like mine marked my territory like oh god like it mm, mm. so <laughs> just how quickly he was able to be like i really like you you're the one for me was a clear red flag and it it repulsed me it, it just kind of made me think uh no like why which is kind of funny because i guess the purpose of dating is to find someone suitable and the one but just how quickly that happened it is a turn off and it's a major red flag and at the time i didn't know it was a red flag but i could probably feel in my gut like that's not right something's not right so fast forward three years later when i'm in korea on a holiday with one of my other friends I get a message from him on Viber that says hello and I checked the uh, the picture of who the number belonged to and that's how I figured oh it's, it's this guy messaging me again and I thought what is he up to like what the hell is he doing so I checked his uh, Facebook profile searched up his name searched his pro uh, profile and his profile picture last I remember was a boxing photo had been changed to a photo of him in a sort of desert looking situation with a scarf around his head and sunglasses on and he's holding like a large rifle or a machine gun or I don't know my guns but like a large gun and it, it looked a little bit terroristy terroristy I didn't say he was I just said terroristy and I thought what the hell like like no thank you I'm not going to get involved so I did the most logical thing block 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 so yeah those are two of the more highlighted stories from my first date there were a couple more but they were very very minor not worth mentioning it was you know you go out with them you talk and then you go home like nothing ever happened uh in any of my dates i didn't get my first kiss until i was 25 but i'll save that story for another time um that was my first tinder date as well in hawaii so that's something i'll save for later so yeah other dates i think i went out with another guy he on valentine's day and i am a florist so if you know, you know, you know, florists work their fucking asses off for one day a year, roses, thorns, you know, we've been standing all day lifting buckets, we're tired, we're fucking tired. And I met up with a guy after Valentine's Day and he was complaining about how tired he was. And I remember sitting there for five minutes listening to him complain. I didn't say anything, I was just so tired, I was like listening to him that... I got up and left. I just left. Like, I didn't have to explain. I was kind of like, I don't have the extra energy to say, shut up. So I just left. Um, so that was another date that I wanted that was not successful. And how did I find this guy? Oh, I, I don't know, online. 
online is terrible but at the same time it's it's a wonder so that will conclude episode one um thank you for listening to my voice for the last almost 30 minutes and um stay tuned for episode two bye now